Amy at 50 KFUO Worldwide at KFUO.org. It's time now for a moment on the lighter side. I'm Gary Duncan. You're listening to the Midday Moments program. And our guest today, as we welcome back one of our regular guests, is St. Peter of St. Peter's Hook and Crook. Peter, we haven't talked uh, to you in a few weeks. How are things going down there at our favorite fishing and shepherding supply store? Oh, we, we've had our problems. Uh, that's why I haven't been able to talk to you the last few weeks. Problems? What kind of problems? Well, you know, we're having trouble with our air conditioning. Ooh, that can't be good in all this heat. Well, in fact, I, I was worried that I, I might have to get rid of my whole supply of stinky Gary Duncan's catfish bait. That's stinky, comma, Gary Duncan's catfish bait. So what does it have to do with my celebrity endorsement? Well, you know, it's, it's called stinky for a reason, Gary. And if you think it stinks at room temperature, you can imagine what it smells like at 102 degrees. <laughs> Uh, although, admittedly, I, I don't smell too good at 102 degrees either. <laughs> well, you know, I could loan you a, a, maybe some of my deodorant if you need it. Well, you know, that that might be a help to me personally, but, but I'm not sure the fish would be interested in a bait that smells like Old Spice. <laughs> mm, I don't know. They might like that stinky, stinky, stinky bait. That's the stinky, new name stinky. for it, yeah. The Gary Duncan stinky, stinky, stinky. <laughs> stinky Gary Duncan stinky Stinky, bait. stinky bait, yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm sorry for your problems, though, all kidding aside, but uh, what would you like to talk with me about this afternoon? Well, you know, actually all of these problems are brought to mind one of my favorite Bible passages. Your problems made you think about the Bible? Well, indeed they did. In fact, they brought to mind a passage that's especially important to remember when you've got concerns. However, in order to understand why it is one of my favorites, we have to come at it in a sort of roundabout way. Well, we're used to going uh, the roundabout way with you anyway, Peter, so where do you want to start? Well, well, are are you familiar with the story that Jesus told about the rich farmer? Oh, you mean the farmer whose whose crops were so great that he had to build a larger barn to hold them all? You mean the fellow who said to himself, you have ample goods laid up for many years, relax, eat, drink, and be merry? Oh, exactly. Uh, The one God called a fool, (laughs) because as God told him, this night your soul is required of you. And the things you have prepared, well, whose will they be? Well, if... We weren't familiar with the parable before. I suspect we are all familiar with it now. <laughs> That's right. The, the parable, you know, is a warning, as Jesus says. Take care and be on your guard against all covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. This is your favorite passage? Oh, not at all. <laughs> Indeed, at first glance, it appears to have nothing to do with me. <laughs> After all, I, I don't even have enough stuff to fill one barn, little less worrying about more. It appears to be a parable addressed to, to men like Donald Trump and, and Bill Gates. And yet somehow I get the feeling you're going to show how it applies to us as well. Actually, Jesus is going to do that. And does so in the verse that follows this story. If you could read there Luke chapter 12, verse 22. Okay, Luke 12, 22. And Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, nor about your body, what you will put on, for life is more than food, and the body more than clothing. Uh, you see, covetousness is not only something that affects those with an abundance of possessions, but it also troubles those with a lack of abundance. Uh, by our anxiousness, we show that we are more concerned about the things of this life than the things of God's kingdom. Uh, And in this text, Jesus 
systematically shows that the anxious are, are just as much as fools as rich farmers. Well, what do you mean, Peter? Well, read on if you could there in verse 24. Okay. Consider the ravens, they neither sow nor reap. They have neither storehouse nor barn, and yet God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? Well, and read verses 27 and 28. Okay. Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothed the grass which is alive in the field today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O you of little faith? Gary, you know, that that brings up a question I've been wondering about. Uh, Maybe you have an answer or, or maybe one of your listeners does. What's the question? Well, you know, down here at the Hook and Crook, I've noticed an abundance of bunny rabbits. <laughs> and I've wondered, where do they go to get a drink during this hot, dry summer? I know they can't turn on the hose and, and they can't drink out of the toilet like the dogs do. So where do you think they get their water to drink? I, I don't know, Peter. Maybe one of our listeners does and maybe they can email us. Well, I, I, I tell you what, uh, apparently they find water somewhere. Uh, because I tell you, even in this hot, dry summer, we still have plenty of rabbits. <laughs> and that's the point Jesus is making. All you got to do is look around, and, and you can see how God provides for his creatures. And they don't even have jobs or, or condominiums. Are we not much more important to God than such animals? Why would we think God would not also provide for us? You know, he gives us another reason that anxiousness is foolishness. Uh, Read back there, verse 25 and 26 as well. Okay. And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? If then you are not able to do as small a thing as that, why are you anxious about the rest? Uh, Do you see Jesus' point? Uh, Does worrying really change anything? Does your anxiety make the situation better? No. All it does is give you ulcers. So why be anxious? It doesn't help at all. It just makes it worse. No doubt Jesus is right. It's foolish to be anxious, but sometimes I can't help it. I wake up at night worrying. I tell myself to calm down and go back to sleep, but it's not that easy. And, you know, I'm afraid these words of Jesus aren't that helpful either. In fact, his words only get worse. For you see, Jesus explains why we are anxious, and it's not a pretty explanation uh, remember the last words there of verse 28 that you read? Yeah, but if God so clothes the grass which is alive in the field today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O you of little faith? O you of little faith. Uh, that's the problem, you see. We just don't have enough faith. That's why we're anxious. And he goes on to explain exactly what he means by that in the next verse. Okay, and it reads... And do not seek what you are to eat and what you are to drink, nor be worried. For all the nations of the world seek after these things, and your Father knows that you need them. Instead, seek his kingdom, and these things will be added to you. So there's the problem. We were seeking the wrong things. I got to thinking how true uh, these words are of me. You know, Gary, that, that night I denied Jesus. 
all I could think about was my earthly needs, my body, my earthly life, how I might have responded differently if my focus were on Jesus and his heavenly kingdom. I have to admit, it's the same for me and probably all of us, Peter. If we only focused on the things of God's kingdom, his love, his forgiveness, eternal life, heaven, and resurrection of the dead, we'd probably be a lot less worried about the here and now. Exactly, Gary. Well, I mean, why why should we be worried? After all, what difference does it make what I have now if I know I have a guaranteed spot in my father's mansions? Well, what could I possibly have on earth that would compare to that? And yet the problem, Peter, is that we are anxious. And, and no matter how much we think about heaven, it doesn't take away the worries about today. I'm sorry, I, I fail to see why any of these verses would be your favorite Bible passages. Well, they aren't. Uh, but they're leading up to my favorite passage. All of these verses simply show how foolish I am and how sad my situation is. But I've come to love my favorite passage all the more when I realize the predicament I'm in. I'm a man of, of little faith. Just like Jesus says, I, I worry and I'm anxious for no reason at all sometimes. I covet the things of this earth and fail to keep my focus on the kingdom. My situation would be desperate if it weren't for the promise that Jesus does make in my favorite passage. And what passage is it? Well, you know, it seems to me my time is up there. I know you're a busy man, uh, so I guess you just have to wait till next week for me to tell you. <laughs> uh, and after all, I, I really do have some work to do. Uh, now that the temperature's cooled down a bit, I, I need to open some windows and enter this place out. I mean, stink bait may smell good to the fish, but not so good to my customers. Oh, so as I suspected, you just left us hanging. Well, just like a fish on a hook, huh, Gary? <laughs> I guess next so. Week, next, I promise you, I'll tell you one of my favorite passages. God's good news for those who are anxious. Uh, goodbye, Gary. Goodbye, Peter. It's good having you on. I look forward to patiently waiting to find the answer to your favorite passage next week. We are the messenger of good news worldwide at kfuo.org.